KMTT, כי מציון תצא תורה. שיעורים for this month, month of Shvat, are being broadcast לעילוי נשמת הרב אברהם יצחק בן חיים יהודה, אנכון ראובן בן משה חיים. Today's שיעור is dedicated in honor and לעילוי נשמת חנה בת רבי אברהם יחיאל מיכל עליה שלום, whose yotzeit falls on י"ד שבט. יהי זכרה ברוך. KMTT, כי מציון תצא תורה. Today is Wednesday, and this is Ezubik, third episode in the series on Agadot Barishit. Today's medrash is from Parsha Aleph of the Barishit Rabba, Ot Tetvav, the 15th piece. This is a uh, relatively famous uh, section of the Medrash Rabbah because it was publicized extensively by Harav uh, Breuer Zatar as an example that he was bringing from Chazal to his thesis about Parshanut HaTarah. Namely, that contradictions can live together and express different aspects of the same or different aspects of a given truth. Which I think is the correct interpretation of this Medrash. I think it's the correct interpretation of of, of enormous numbers of, of Medrashim, as, uh, as we shall see. The Medrash goes as follows, Beit Shammai u Beit Hillel. This agreement between Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel, concerning the creation of the world. Beit Shammai omrim ha-shamayim nivru'ut ha-chila v'achar kach nivrei ta'aretz. Beit Shammai says, the question is, what was created first? Heavens or the earth? Barishit bara lukim et ha-shamayim ve'et ha-aretz. God created the heavens and the earth. The expression the heavens and the earth is used often in Tanakh, including the first Pasuk of the Torah. You didn't have to write it that way. You could have written it the way I think we would say today, God created the world. But the Torah generally doesn't use the word Ha'olam, but very often speaks of Shamayim Va'aretz, which includes everything. In other words, you have a... Uh, a, a conception, very prominent in Chazal, but really rooted in, in many Psukim, that the world is divided into two, Shamayim Ba'aretz, heavens and earth. And the question which Yomedosh is, is referring to, is addressing, is which comes first? Now, you might say that's not an interesting question, but as we shall see, uh, that's the focus for this Midrash. So Beit Shammai says, first the heavens and then the earth. ובית הלל אומרים, הארץ נבראת החילה ואחר כך השמיים. בית הלל says the opposite, first the earth and then the heavens. אלו מביאים טעם לדבריהם ואלו מביאים טעם לדבריהם. Instead of immediately, as is most often in the Medrashim, quoting פסוקים, which they are going to do eventually, instead of that, here it's explicit that the argument is in fact not textual, but ideological which saves us the trouble of having to, what I would do anyhow, explain the ideological difference of what appears to be a textual uh, disagreement. But in fact, each one brings a reasoning for his conclusion. The opinion of Beit Shammai is based on the following statement. They quote a parable. Lemelech, a king, 
כיסא, ומי שעשר, עשה אפיפורין שלו. A king made a chair, but it means here, I guess, a throne. The chair of a king would be a throne. The king made a throne, and after he finished making the throne, he made the footstool, the footstool of the throne. The word epiphorin means a stool. כך אמר הקדוש ברוך הוא, השמיים כסאי והארץ הדום רגלי. We find the פסוק in Yeshayahu, where God said, the skies, the heavens, are my throne, and the earth is the stool of my feet. So therefore it makes sense that first God made the heavens, the seat, and only afterwards the footstool. Okay, we'll come back to understanding what this comparison, this parable means. Let's first see Beit Hillel. Al da'atayun de Beit Hillel di'inun amrina ha'aretz nivareit ha'ilah v'achalkach ha'shamayim. The opinion of Beit Hillel, that first the land, first the earth, and then the heavens, mashal, also a parable, l'melech, shebana paltin, who built not a throne, but a palace. Mi shebana et ha'tachtonim, ha'chakach bana et ha'elyonim. So obviously he made the first floor first, and the second floor, second. Kach biyom asot Hashem Elokim Eretz v'shamayim. And therefore, Beitel now, in fact, does quote a pasuk, where the pasuk lists Eretz, earth, and then and then the heavens. The Medrash continues, though my reading it, the number of pasukim which uh, support Beitel or Beitshamay, and the support is merely because of the order in which the words appear in those pasukim. What's the difference? between these two conceptions. So in fact, the Medrash is quite clear, the difference isn't an argument about which is created first, but what is the proper comparison? What is the proper mashal, parable, to which to compare the heavens and the earth? My first assumption is what is, concerns what do the words heavens and earth mean? Earth is where we live. Earth is the world, as we know it. The heavens, I think, in this Midrash, and in many other Midrashim in Bereshit, doesn't refer to the geographic place in which the moon happens to be found. Although, undoubtedly, Chazal, as most ancient people, and perhaps uh, we too, uh, somehow see the skies, the place of the moon and the stars, as, as being another world. But, but what they mean is the spiritual order. The place where... To the extent we say those words, God abides. And now it's true, ancient man really probably did think of God as being somehow up there rather than down here. And frankly, we do also. But we're aware of the fact that we're using it in more or less a metaphoric sense. In that metaphoric sense, I think that's what Chazal here means. Hashemayim, the world consists of two. And that's why, as I said, Chazal do divide the world into two. It's not like dividing the world into Asia and Europe. They're in the same plane, they're in the same sphere. But the world, the cosmos, as a concept, Chazal divide into two distinct realms, the mundane, secular, this-worldly realm, and there's an otherworldly realm, a world of spiritual existence, which is inhabited by angels, and the throne of God, and the heavenly court. In other words, it's not a geographic place which you could then go visit if your rocket ship were powerful enough. But it's a world of a different nature. And the world as a whole 
has these two aspects. And that's what they're arguing about. Which comes first? What does the word first mean? Okay, so what the word first means depends on the parable which you adopt. Beit says the world as a whole is the throne of God. And the throne of God consists of two parts. The throne proper, the seat, and the footstool. Beit has this picture of some sort of uh, majestic court. I don't know, the Roman court. Where nobility sits on chairs but has a special stool for their feet. So clearly the footstool is secondary and the seat is primary. And so, what is the assumption that Beit Shammai is really uh, using here? First of all, the world as a whole, its purpose is to be the glory of God, the the basis for God's majesty, for His kingship. That's what the, the expression throne of God means. A throne, kiseh hakavod, as we saw last week in last week's message. The expression kiseh hakavod means the throne of God. It means the expression of God's rulership, kingship, majesty. The world as a whole is the basis, is the vehicle for God's majesty. If that is true, Beit Shammai then concludes with a great deal of, uh, I think, persuasion and logic that the heavens where God's majesty is more evident, where he is truly king, where there isn't a problem of sin and decadence, destruction, transgression, disobedience, the heavens reflect the glory of God. Hashamayim, Mesaparim, Kvod Kel. And therefore, that's the true seed of God. The earth, our world, is a small and relatively minor adornment to that. Perhaps an important finishing touch, but still secondary. It finishes off the work, but the, the weight of God's kingship is carried out where His kingship is perfect and perfected, which is not our world, but a spiritual world. And therefore, in terms of making the seat, you have first the seat and then the footstool. And therefore, what does the word first mean? It means that the world as we know it, our mundane, sub-lunar world, the world of the earth on which we stand, is an adornment. It's a finishing touch for God to perfect in some sense, the ultimate majesty of God, which is born primarily someplace else, and therefore it's only secondary, and therefore secondary in time. Secondary in time is coming to express a secondary in importance. Beit Hillel has a different mashal, in other words, a different picture of what the purpose of the world is. The world is not the seat of God's glory, it's the palace. Now, what does it mean to say that the world is the palace of God? Mashal, melech she. Banalo Paltin. A king builds a palace to dwell in it. Of course, he makes it very fancy to, in order to express his, his glory, but that's not the purpose of the Paltin. The purpose of the Paltin is to, is to dwell. And therefore, Beitel's picture of the world is that God, and this is obviously a difficult concept, but one that's expressed explicitly in the Nevi'im, God seeks to dwell in a created world. 
God said to David HaMelech, you are making a place, a house for me to live in. We call that the Beit HaMikdash. In the expression of Chazal and the Vishonim, and here Beit Hillel is convinced that if the world is God's dwelling, His residence, then the lower world, the Tachtonim, the earth, is the primary locus of God's residence. In order to dwell in the world, it has to be among us. It has to be, what's the whole point of dwelling in the world? So that his, his glory, so to speak, his kingship, his existence, his presence, should be something that people can relate to. And therefore, the bottom floor is primary, and the upper floor is secondary. And what's more, second point, why is the, primary, why is the lower floor primary? Because the upper floor is built on top of the lower floor, as is evident in the mashal. When you build a house, why do you build the lower story first, the upper story second? Because if you build the second story first, they would fall down. So, there's a different meaning in Beit Hillel to the meaning of primary. Primary for Beit Shammai is importance. If you have to make a seat and a footstool, you make the seat first, not because you can't make the footstool without making the seat. There's no connection. But it just makes sense that you do the main thing first, and the secondary thing second. But the reason why you make the lower story first and the second story second isn't because it's more important, but because it's the basis. It's a cause and effect problem. You must have the first floor, and the second floor is built on top of the first floor. And therefore I think what Beit Hillel is saying is that whatever one can say about the heavens, and it is true the heavens reflect the glory of God greater than does the earth. That's true. But whatever you will say, that's because there is a lower story. The upper story, the perfection of God's presence in the world, rests, rests, literally, on the lower world. In the words of Chazal, Tzadikim Heim Merkava Lashrina. The burden of supporting the glory of God cannot be borne by the heavens alone. There's no foundation. It's too much like God. God had that before He created anything. But for the glory that is the heavens, for the glory that is the spiritual world, that's reflected in the perfection of the upper worlds, for that you need man, us, real people, somehow striving, all the problems that might be at the scene to which is Beitilda simply ignoring sin, destruction, death, etc. But nonetheless, this lower floor, which may not be as beautiful as the upper floor, I imagine even in a palace, after you build the first floor, the second floor might have more adornments. You know, you have the towers and the, the battlements and the flags and the domes, all be in the second floor, ones that are seen from further away. The first floor might be more or less pedestrian, it's foundations. Foundations you don't build so fancy. But nonetheless, they are, they are the foundations. So the machlok at the controversy between Betil and Bichamai isn't merely, or isn't even, it isn't mainly what came first in terms of history. The question really is whether, would seem, I think, even, excuse me for saying this, silly. Are we really, do we really care which one God made 
First, when the Torah itself doesn't indicate, we know there's six days, and there's an order to the six days, but Shemayim Ba'aretz, that, that's like, that's all there. I mean, how many minutes did it perceive? What a really interest in that question. It's a question of philosophy. Two questions. First of all, what do you mean by first? What is the important question here? Basis or importance? And secondly, what is my basic model for the purpose of the world relative to God? Is it God's residence, a place where God's presence becomes manifest? Where God goes from being a, a, a transcendent, almost abstract idea to being something which is part of something else's life, our lives? Or is the purpose of the world merely, uh, or only, or primarily, a basis for publicizing, supporting the glory of God? If it's the glory of God, then the upper world is the main point. If it's a place where God stands in concrete relationship to the things that He's created, then the lower world is most important. That's where we meet God. In the upper world, we're not there. The lower world is the place where we can, in fact, relate to God and our relationship, our actions, what we do in honor of God and for God becomes the basis for those things which will take place in the upper world. That's the first point that's made by this machloka between Beit and Beit In a somewhat more uh, wider and larger point of view, despite the explanation I just gave, yeah, there is a controversy here as to like, where do we focus? One of the great um, distinctions in human thought, Jewish, non-Jewish, ancient and modern, is that uh, described very, very beautifully in the seminal work of intellectual history, The Great Chain of Being, by Arthur Lovejoy, distinction between people who are this-worldly and otherworldly. Where do you think, usually the question is asked from the point of view of man, here it was asked from the point of view of God, but usually from the point of view of man, like, what is the focus? Where do I think value resides? In this world, with all its imperfections, or in some other world? Do, is Olam Hazeh only a prosdor, the Olam Abba? But that's where the main goal lies? Or is Olam Hazeh the basis for Olam Haba? The real work of Med is in this world. It's a distinction within Jewish philosophy. It's a distinction within Jewish within cultures, world cultures in general, uh, and thinkers, poets, authors. And to some extent, that's Machloket Beit Shammai Beit here. Beit Shammai says that you know, if you want to know, do I want to when I go to see the throne, do I look at the throne, do I look at the footstool. He says, yeah, you look at the throne, and the heavens are the throne of God. And Beit says. When you look at a house, you might be entranced by the upper story, but if you're an architect or a builder or an engineer or someone who's simply interested in the existence of the house, then you know that the lower story is the more important one. Everything rests on it. No upper story, you still have a lower story. No lower story, you have nothing, you have nothing at all. The Medrash continues. Rabbi Yochanan b'shem Chachamim Amar. Rabbi Yochanan, I'll mention in passing that in a number of Midrashim and Gemaras where there's an ideological uh, uh, argument, very often Rabbi Yochanan is the third opinion. 
the opinion which is not merely a third opinion, but a synthetic opinion of the two of them. As takes place here. Rabbi Yochanan said in the name of Chachamim. He said in the name of, the, of, of Chazal. It gives a certain extra authority, right, to what he's saying. Labri'ah shamayim kadmu. Ulishikhlul ha'aretz kadma. So he made a pshara. He said, in creation, heaven came first. Lishikhlul, in. How would you translate lishikhlul? Modern Hebrew means uh, making something better, finishing it off. In development, I would say. In development, Ha'aretz Kadma. In other words, if Yochan says, God made Shemaim, then he made Aretz, then he worked hard doing all the fine details of the Aretz, and only later on comes back to finishing off developing the Shemaim. What does that mean? Other than perhaps this will uh, arrange the Psukim, which I skipped, the quotes of somewhat better, but, but what does it mean? What, what's the point? So I think the answer is obvious. I'm sure that almost all of you have already said it to yourselves in one way or another. But Yochan is saying that, well, but Shammai is right. In other words, in terms of the final goal, God is interested perhaps in Shamayim, in perfection. So therefore, as we saw in the Medrash last week, we talked about things which preceded the world. The goal has to exist before you go to actually doing the details. So the goal is Shamayim. So God creates, or as the expression last week was, Allah b'machshava. At least the concept has to exist. So here it means more than just a concept. Yes, God created the heavens. That's because the heavens is the, is the ultimate goal. And therefore, in theory, it exists first. And then God proceeds to create the earth. But Beit Hillel is right. But the actual development of that potential can only take place first and foremost on the earth. When the earth is created, So technically that means the six days of creation. But I think it also means the, the 6,000 years of creation. When the, as the earth, our lives, our society, as we better it, as we develop it, as we make it reflect Torah values, that shikhlul is the basis for shikhlul ha-shamayim. In theory, in principle, the heavens are first. But practically speaking, the development, the full glory of God can only take place according to the progress of human beings of Torah society. I'll give another example where I think the exactly the same point. It's a fascinating example because it's has halacha la We say Kedusha every day. The words of Kedusha are taken from angels. We copy them. We say, Nekadesh et Shemcha ba'olam. We would like to, in this world, do that which they do in the next world, in, in their world. Keshem shematishim otcha b'shmei marom. We want to do in the earth what the angels do in the heavens. So who there is primary? The angels. We're just copying them. Pasukin Yecheskel, Pasukin Yishayahu. We're going to do the same thing. The Gemara in Chagiga says that the angels cannot say Kedushah they say Kedusha every day. They can't say Kedusha until the Jews say it first. So it turns out that although the words come from them, but they can't recite the words until we do it first. I think it's exactly the same thing. The principle, we wouldn't know what to say if the angels hadn't said it first. The plan comes from there. Shemayim is created first. This world is going to reflect the Shemayim. We're going to reflect the words of the angels. 
but the actual Kedusha, the actual sanctification of God, the actual development of the glory of God, what takes place in the heavens will be only a an answering, an aniyat amen, of what we will do here. So we'll copy the theory of the heavens, we'll copy the words of the angels, but we'll actually then do it. Or God will do it. There'll be shichlul, the development of the world in all its multifaceted aspects, including man and man's actions, that has to proceed. The Gemara Chagiga says, literally, we have to say Kedusha first, and then they say it. The shichlul ha'aretz kodemet the shichlul ha'shamayim. And the end result is, it is a, it's not a pshara, it's, it's the best of both worlds. The ultimate glory of God is in Olam Haba, is Bashamayim, is in the future. It's not in our sight, not in our grasp. We are living in an imperfect world which will always be lacking in terms of God's goals. But, at the same time, it's not an afterthought. It's not, if I have a seat, let me also have a footstool. It's the basis for that perfection which exists only in heaven, only in theory, or only in the future, Bimota Mashiach. We are building all the time towards that perfection. And therefore, the shikhlul ha'aretz kadma. One final opinion in this Midrash. Amar Rabbi Shimon bar Yochai. Rabbi Shimon bar Yochai said, Tamihiyani, I'm amazed. Ech nechleku avot ha'olam, beit shami ubeit I don't understand what they were arguing about. One said that. Heavens come first. One said the earth comes first. Because I say, I say neither came first. Or if you like, I say both came first. And they were created as a pot and its cover. A pot and its cover. Shinemar Kore Ani Alehem Yaamdu Yachdav. What does it mean a pot and its cover? So first I think for sure it means is that if forgetting the the mashal, which comes first, and going straight to the Nimshal, importance, purpose. So you can't divide a pot and its cover. In order to cook, you have to have a pot and you have to have a cover. And therefore, it's a silly question. If I bought, if I went to buy a pot, and I would say to the uh, to the seller, well, "What should I buy first? Should I buy the pot or should I buy the cover?" Tell me, you know, it comes together. It doesn't work one without the other. The question of which happens to come first is irrelevant because theoretically, you should have done them both at the same time. Practically, maybe you have to do one first, but but when I order it, I want them both, and I expect you to make them both. In other words, is saying is that. It isn't then the question. It's as if one was made and then we added the other one. God's vision includes this dual world. You can't... A, 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 a divided world. If you're a humanist, you only see this world, you think the heaven is just... doesn't exist or it's unimportant, then your half a world is nothing. If you're a spiritualist, you, you can't stand this world. You're just waiting to get through it. You don't understand why God has... Has, has made you live in this world, but all your eyes are constantly, when will I be in Olam Haba? When can I get there? As some philosophers, some Greek philosophers, who said that suicide is the ultimate goal of man, 
But what Pythagoras is rumored to have said, that the body is the prison of man. When will I be freed from this bondage? So that's, that, 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 your eyes only in the next world, Shimon Yochai says, that, that's only half a world. Half a world is nothing. The world is a unity, which has two parts. The, the, the commentators say that it's, that it's actually it's actually more than that that the way in which I don't, I don't see how we know with a pot a metal pot maybe they're talking about a, um, a stove a, a, an earthenware stove was that it was actually was made as one unit as a round hollow ball or, or oval and then the maker comes and he just cuts off the top in other words, it's first made as a unity. The division to two parts is secondary. It was first actually a unity, even though we see it as being two parts. We are seeing what's actually a distortion. In its, in its original form, it was, it was one thing. And then it's cut into two in order to function. Because you have to put things in, you have to take things out, if we needed a cover. But when you're cooking, you don't really want to have a pot and its cover. What you want to do is you want to have a closed a close thing. So the real version of the world is Shemayim Varetz, one thing, literally one thing, not just two things which which you need to be together. It's literally one thing and it's a, it's a, it's a practically necessitated distortion to have cut it into two. That's Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. He's basically saying this question is what's more important? practical matters, humanism, tikkun olam, it's a modern expression, or olam haba, the next world, kisei akavod, he says the whole question is off the wall. You, you can't, it, it, it's a distortion of human thinking to say, choose between the two of them. I won't choose. I refuse to choose. I refuse to think about Beit Shammai Beit Hillel's question. What were they arguing about? I refuse to enter their disagreement. It's a unity. They're both equally important. They're both equally prior. They both came first. That's what he's saying. His son, Amar Rebelezer Barabi Shimon, Im Kedat Abba, if father is correct, Lam Lepamimu Magdim Eretz HaShemayim Lepamim Shuhu Magdim Shemayim Laaretz. So why do the Pesukim which support Beit Shammai and Pesukim which support Beit Hillel, Pesukim which one comes first and Pesukim which other one comes first? Why is the Torah keep switching back and forth? This is a parashani device that if you have two things you don't wish to use only one phrase. You in fact do describe it as being Shemayim Ba'as because we do experience existence as having two sides. But you want to say that neither comes first. So how can you possibly write it so that neither comes first? I guess today maybe we would like put a, uh, a hyphen between them make them into one word but still one would still be first. So the answer is and the Midrash, which I won't read, gives other examples of the same principle for other areas, is that you switch back and forth. Thereby confusing the people and preventing them from claiming the one is prior. And that's why they're absolutely in both directions. Not because one is right and the other is also right, but because neither is right. They are both equally prior. The other example that the Midrash gives is, uh, we're reading now Sefer Shemot, the names Moshe of Aaron. Sometimes it says Moshe of Aaron. Sometimes it says Aaron and Moshe. The Lamed she Shkulim ze kaze. That whatever order is chosen, don't pay attention. It's just the practicality of listing one before the other. 
But in truth, they are both prior to each other. They are both antecedent to each other. They are both equal. Shkulim. They are both equal, one with um, one with the other. When I made Shishnehem Shkulim Zekazeh, that's the expression of his father. Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon said the name of Rabbi Shimon Bar Bar Yochai. So we have here uh, on the creation of the world a medrash. This is the last medrash of Pasha Aleph, uh, which is devoted to the first pasuk. This entire parsha of the Medrash Rabbah was devoted to the first pasuk of the Torah. And the concluding Medrash says, Okay, Bereshit bara alukim et ha-shamayim et ha-aretz. What has God done? And you have Beit Shammai, Beit Hillel, Rabbi Yochanan, and the total synthesis of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, these four opinions, God created two things, Shamayim va-aretz, one more important than the other, the second more important than the first. A complicated, each one is more important for something else, and you have to put them all together. And finally, Rav Shimon Bar Yochai who says, Bereshit Bala Lokim Eta Don't be fooled by this basic psychological, metaphysical distinction between Shemayim Vavitz. Put the two of them together. Don't look at the sides. Make sure that you have a unified approach. And that's the meaning of Bereshit Baradokim. This is what God has done in the world. And that is all for today. Be back next week. We'll be starting the next Pasha, the next Pasuk. It's a slow going Medrash on Bereshit. Be back next week with another Medrash. This has been Ezra Bik, and this has been KMTT. Kimitzion Tetzei Torah Yizvah Hashem Bi Yerushalayim Kotov.